Welcome back, friends. Once again, we'd like to thank you for giving us your precious time in order to listen to the show. Also, keep sending us questions so that we can keep answering them with our amazing, flawless execution. And then also, remember to keep sending us your feedback, because we want what you want. A better show. Recording in progress. That's what I said the last time I was in a threesome. Recording in progress. Oh, man, I don't tell them. I just record. They, they don't even know what's happening. Hey, I usually charge them. You know, it's oh. extra for the DVD. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you've already paid to be with them, you know, so it's sort of like free, I guess. No, you, no, no, no. I, I charge them so I don't release it to the social media. Oh, I thought you I thought you billed them. <laughs> oh. All been? right, man. Good, man. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, to uh, Answers for Everything. Welcome back, Know-It-Alls. Answers for Everything. That's right. New episode. Got like yeah. about a, a month off, I think. A couple weeks anyway. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's a good month, but you've got a good reason for it that you'll go into here in a bit. But uh, what are we going to talk about today, Clay? Uh, we're we're going to talk since I just did a whole bunch of uh, airline travel. Right. So because I did a whole bunch of airline travel, I noticed a a bunch of things different between Canada and the rest of the world when it comes to airline travel. And uh, I don't know how things are in, are in the States. I know you traveled a bit during COVID and you traveled a lot before COVID. And uh, I don't know what your mask situation is currently in the States. What, what did you experience during and do you know what's going on right now? All right. Well, I'll, I'll make it pretty brief. Um, and since COVID hit in the spring of 2020, I've flown by, plane three times. Once was in September of 2020, and that was full-blown mask, full-blown everybody's freaking out time. Uh, You know, disinfecting this, disinfecting that. No problems. Flew down there, came back, no issues. Had a a great time when I was uh, down in Augusta, Georgia for Joe Fest. Second time I flew was uh, was either June or July. It was was June. It was the third week of June in uh, 2021. Also went back down to Augusta, Georgia for Joe Fest. Uh, also had to wear a mask at that time, uh, you know, even though people had started taking the uh, the jab. And um, but the the mask mandates were still in effect, especially on the planes. Um, and uh, that time when I came back, I did unfortunately come back and I had COVID. So I don't know if it was on the plane or, you know, being around a bunch of people at the, at the convention, but that was a rough month. And we've talked about that, uh, before. Uh, and then last time I went, I, uh, was, I went to Houston here in April of 2022 for the Hell's Heroes Metal Festival. We did not have to wear, uh, what did we have to wear them? You know, I'm, now I'm having a problem trying to remember. You know what? I think we still did have to wear uh, um, the masks on the plane and in the airport. Um, we, yeah, we did. So we still were wearing them. But everywhere else, like I've gone to, pretty much no mask. You know, like concert venues, I'm in there, you know. And again, of course, I came back from Houston and I got COVID for a second time. Only this time it was relatively minor, even though I took off work to, you know, you know, I had to for quarantine purposes, but it wasn't really anything. I had like a good day of being 
a couple of days of being sick to the point of, you know, being a little bit out of it, but that was it. And then I was just back to normal and no long-term effects. But as far as masks go, yeah, the, the planes uh, are still doing it. At least they were in the springtime. I don't know. Like mandatory doing it or it's. What? You know, what wait, you know what? Hold on, hold on a second. I forgot. It was going to be mandatory. And the week before I flew, uh, they lifted the mandate on the plane. So, you know what? I didn't have to wear a mask on the plane i don't think so this last time and then of course and I, I don't think you have to now in the states uh but i haven't i haven't left the united states i've just flown domestically and uh in, in of course everywhere you know in the united states at least where i'm at in the midwest you know you don't have to wear a mask there's still a few people here and there i'd say probably one or two percent of the population it, it's kind of surprises me when i do see somebody still wearing a mask at this point yep. that's how many people are not wearing masks which is the high, high percentage of everybody. It's just mostly I see some older people with masks on and then occasionally somebody younger. And that's even, you know, super occasionally compared to the occasionally the old people that I see. So, so for the most part, it's like it never existed here at this point. Although of course they're all freaking out and warning us of the potential winter pandemic and twindemic and that we might have flu and, and COVID at the same time. And I'm like, well, where was flu when COVID was hitting the last two years? Apparently you told us flu just disappeared, but now it's going to come back and be here at the same time. So who knows? But, but basically at this point, uh, I'd say it's, it, it's still, it's still a hassle. Flying's just a hassle period nowadays. And uh, you know, but nothing compares to how it was when I flew to, uh, to Europe. This is long before the, uh, the pandemic issue. This was, this was just over, you know, run of the mill, you know, things like people blowing up stuff, you know, yeah. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. 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 Cause I, I, I flew to Europe in like, uh, I don't know if it was, was my last time was like 2010 or whatever. And when I flew to Europe, everything was cool. And then there was like the shoe bomber guy and yeah. then flying back from Europe. I was like, I thought I was going to have to like be like, but searched like three different times before I could get on the plane. Like you're like, Oh, you went through security. And then they had somebody that's like, Oh, just in the middle of your walking down to the plane, there's another security person just doing random checks. I mean, they were just, they were just freaking out. So that was pretty intense too. Uh, I, but, I try and get the, the butt searches. I, I try and ask from even from random strangers walking through the airport. It's like, <laughs> I, I think I might have something up there. Do you mind taking a look? And uh, yeah. they've asked me just to stop going to the airport. I mean, I don't even have a, a flight to catch, you know? I'm just yeah. walking around pre-security asking for people to do butt searches on me. Uh, There's a couple of neighborhoods I could recommend you to if you ever come down here. You can probably get those for free. Oh, excellent. I'm in. <laughs> uh, when, it, when it comes to masks in Canada, it doesn't matter if it's uh, international or domestic travel. If you're on a, a Canadian airline, you're wearing your mask. And that's just the way it is. Uh, until you're eating or drinking, you can lower your mask to eat or drink. which And then... Raise it back up, right? Yeah, it, it kind of boggles my mind. I, I saw this TikTok of this girl. She's like, little does Air Canada know, but I just bought a thousand gummy bears that I'm going to eat one at a time over my six-hour flight. So she literally had her mask off for her whole flight and just like one gummy bear, chewed it, one gummy bear, chewed it. So she just ate gummy bears the whole fucking flight and they couldn't do anything about it because she was eating. Right. Fucking hilarious, right? Anyway, you you land, like I landed in in, in Edinburgh, Scotland. And I took my mask off and there's no mask mandate at the airport. N nobody's wearing masks. And then I get onto train. Nobody's wearing masks. I get on a trams. I get into like public places and nobody's wearing masks. 
And there, there's signs on all the trains and the stuff that say, Oh, keep your distance, you know, like stay two meters apart or two feet apart or whatever it was. I'm like, there's like 60 of us piled onto a 40 seater bus. These rules Eight, two don't, meters apart. Yeah. Yeah. These rules don't, they don't exist. These people don't give a shit. And then I flew in Scotland to Ireland and there's not even rules inside the airport. There's no rules on the plane. It's like, it just doesn't exist. But as soon as I start checking into my WestJet flight to fly home, they're checking my vaccine status. They're checking my arrive Canada app. They're making sure I'm wearing a mask. I'm wearing a mask when I'm putting my bags on the conveyor. Like when I'm at the desk, I'm like, why, why do I have to wear a mask in here? Nobody else is wearing a mask. They're like, well, this is WestJet. You have to wear a mask. I'm like, I'm not even on the plane yet. Like I'm, I'm not even through security yet. I'm just checking into the WestJet gate area. It's so fucked up, super fucked up. But that, that's neither here nor there because what I really wanted to talk about was the, the site I saw at the Dublin airport. And I, the, I've spent the, the what you saw the the site that I saw oh at the Dublin airport. Okay. So, uh, we were leaving uh, Glasgow, Scotland. And I saw them. It's one of the planes where you have to walk outside and you go up like the back stairs onto the plane. So a little tiny propeller plane. And I saw them throw my bag underneath, like on the plane. I was like, nice, perfect. And then I saw the guy wheel his little wheelie cart to the other side of the plane and put the person I was traveling with her bag on the airplane. And I was like, nice. We're going to get our luggage. Fantastic. Because they lost our luggage going over to Europe. Uh, long story short. Yeah, they lost my luggage. I got it back. Now I'm getting on another plane. And then we land in Ireland and there's about 20 of us around the, the little, I don't know what you call it. The conveyor where the, the carousel. Oh, the carousel. Yeah. And people are grabbing their bags and then all of a sudden the carousel stops and there's a bunch of bags left on it. And there's about 20 of us standing around thinking like, well, we all got off the same plane and none of us have our luggage. So we talked to one of the Aer Lingus people and they said to start filling out a form like this digital form to, you know, claim your lost luggage. And then they said, oh, uh, your, your plane has another, there's another train outside, like a tram with luggage on it that they're unloading from the tarmac. So your, your bags will be on the next, the next one when it turns on. So we're waiting, we're waiting. The carousel turns on, bags start coming through. One person grabs, one person from our group grabs her bag and takes off. And then we all of a sudden hear one of the other people say, my bag's over here, like on a different carousel. So somebody in our group picked her bag up, like two carousels down. So we all rush over there and then all of a sudden nobody else found their bags. And then I was, I was like, well, I mean, if it's on that one, why can't it be on one of the other 10 carousels? So I start walking through the carousels and what I noticed is that none of them were turned on. And there was like, I don't know, probably 30 bags on each carousel just left there with nobody around to pick up luggage. And one of the Aer Lingus employees had a trolley and he was loading up bags from the turned off carousels. And I followed him thinking like, well, if he's going to like a luggage room, maybe my luggage is there because it went on one of those carousels and I didn't pick it up. So I follow him and he just like dumps it off into a corner, like, you know, I don't know, eight to 10 bags onto like another 30 or 40 bags. And then somebody else shows up and dumps more and somebody else shows up. And I was like, so what are you guys doing? They're like, well, we're, we're dumping the bags over here so they can get entered into the tracking system. And I was like, well, how do you keep track of all this? There's like 30 bags here. They're like, this is only one corner of the airport. Go check the other ones. Your bag could be there. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because, you know, my bag comes off the carousel. I pick it up, I leave. I don't go to a corner of the airport. Oh, God, I find my bag in a pile of bags, right? Apparently you do there. Yeah. And then I went to one of the corners and I just started counting. And I stopped counting at about 300 bags just piled into the corner. And there's two girls sitting at these computers right by these bags. And they're like pulling a bag, they enter a number and they slide the bag off into another corner. 
And I asked what they were doing. And they said, we're manually entering all the bag tags into our tracking system. And I was like, there's like 300 bags here. And she's like, there's over 7,000 bags a day getting lost at the Dublin airport. I'm like, what do you mean getting lost? A day. You know how many bags you have to process an hour? One person? What the fuck does that mean? Getting lost? Like, I don't understand. She goes, no, no, take a look. And she grabs a bag and it had like ORD or MCO, whatever. It, it was an airport in the States. She was this, this left Italy and should have ended up in Florida. It didn't go to Florida. It ended up here. Like, how the fuck does that happen? And she's like, do you really want to know how it's happening? I was like, I do want to know how it's happening because I want my fucking bag. And she's like, well, here's what's happening is you need special security clearance in order to work on the tarmac. And to get that security clearance, once you apply for the job, it takes between 30 and 40 days. Nobody can wait 30 to 40 days for the clearance approval before they need to accept another job. So they usually end up getting another job in that time. So by the time we call them to tell them they've gotten the job, they're like, I already have another job. So then we have to interview more people to hire. I was like, why don't you just interview like 100 people instead of like three? That way, you know, you play the numbers. Maybe you'll get 20 right? That are approved that haven't found other jobs. I was like, well, what does that have to do with it? And she's like, well, here's the thing is we have less people out there working than we've ever had. So they're working like 16, 17 hours a day. So when they want to take a break, they just take a break. I was like, all right. She goes, what you don't understand is they take their little tram with luggage from a plane. They drive it to another plane so it can get loaded on because it's a connecting flight. If they want to take a break, they just park their little tram And they go inside to the airport and take a break. I go, so the bags are just sitting on a tram? She goes, yeah, but that plane has to leave because it gets fined the later it is. So it doesn't even collect the bags it's supposed to collect because it doesn't want to wait any longer. So they just like bat up the hatches and they they fly. So by the time that person gets off their break, the planes that they needed to load those bags on are gone. He comes so they back just, and he's just he's like, oh, where's my cart? No plane. Yeah. So yeah, then they just bring it in here. And those are the piles of bags you're looking at right now. I go, so you just have nobody working out there to, to, to drive it from point A to point B because they're working too hard? She's like, yeah, pretty much. That's it. She goes, this airport's horrible. There's like 7,000 bags a day. I'm losing my fucking mind here thinking like I, I purposely tried to fly without going through Toronto because I heard there's like 50,000 delayed bags in the Toronto airport. And I was like, I don't want my bags going through Toronto. I don't. I definitely don't. My bags ended up going through Toronto because I got rerouted and my bags didn't make it to Europe on that same day that I was there. I ended up getting them two days later, which is fine. But this is totally different. It blew my mind. So I go back to the carousel I'm supposed to be on. And there's 17 of us standing there waiting. So the carousel turns on again. The light comes on. The, the and, and, and it starts moving. Bags start coming off. People get their bags. There's Now there's more people waiting from a different flight that didn't get their bags. So then a guy comes out. He goes, hey, all you people that left uh, Glasgow at uh, 1.15, there's 17 of you. Your bags are not at this airport. Your bags are still in Glasgow. And we're like, why Why were our bags still in Glasgow? I literally saw the fucker put my bag on the plane. Literally watched him grab it and throw it on. Go to the other side, grab it, throw it on. How the fuck does it get on the, the plane to get off the plane? And he's like, somebody with a mobile scooter had to put the mobile scooter on the plane and then the weight was too much. So they had to remove bags to match the weight of the scooter. And 17 of your bags got pulled off that matched the weight of the scooter. So one fucking guy, and I know who the fucking guy is. I fucking know. Cause I was watching him check in with like five other family members. He had his scooter. 
he got off his scooter. His family like folded it up and like three of them lifted it onto like the little conveyor when they tag it and it went, you know, behind and then he walked to the gate. So he was on a scooter to check in and then walked to the gate. I was like the fucker who doesn't need his scooter got his scooter and 17 of us don't get our bags. Like, so if you think about it, you don't get your bag. They reimburse you like what? 50 euros a day for toiletries and shit for three days until they give you your bag. Right. So imagine like you you want to do the math here. 17 people times $150. Right. Okay. So it's uh, a lot 1700 plus 850. So 2550 a day times. $150 euros for three days. Sorry. Times 17 Uh, people. So the airline's going to pay out $2,500 just for three days worth of toiletries and underwear and stuff. Right. Cause they, they assumed in the three days, your bag will be back. Right. 150 a day for three days. No, so basically 50 euros a day. So $150, oh, 50 euros. Okay, 150 euros per person for three days. Cause they, they assume your bags going to uh, be back within three days, right? 72 hours. Okay. Say. okay. So they, they've paid out $2,500 at this point. And now the people who are traveling probably aren't still in Dublin. So now they're going to have to like send couriers to send those bags to wherever the other people are, which right. I don't know about you, but you, you pay by weight. And right. 17 bags to courier anywhere in the world, it's going to be like 300 bucks a person. It's going to be expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say half the people get their bags over three days. So you got eight times, even 300, 2,400 plus another 2,500 for the thing. That's $4,900 that the airline had to pay out. You can't tell me they couldn't have rented a scooter for $1,000 for a day. Right. Because our bags, in theory, they said your bags are going to be on the next flight tonight. Like a, like nine o'clock tonight, the same flight's flying over. We're going to put uh-huh. your bags on that. And yeah, we checked the airport when we left Ireland and they said our bags weren't there. They said they were still in Scotland. So we flew to Scotland where we were going. Uh-huh. And then when I landed, I was like, hey, they said my bag is at this airport. It hadn't left it in the last week. And they and now said, it's in Ireland. Yeah, they said, "Oh, let me check. No, your bag's still in Ireland." I'm like, "So which? What the fuck is going on?" So both airports said the bag was at the other airport. And, and so, when exactly did you get your bags back? Oh, uh, that was August 18th. They lost it, and I got my bag two days ago, dropped off at work. Wow! So almost three weeks later, two weeks later, well, three, two to three weeks later. Yeah, finally got my fucking bag back. Yeah, I can't imagine what it costs to courier it out. Well, how close is the closest airport to you? Um, like 250 kilometers. Wow. Um, sure, it was not cheap. Somebody got paid <laughs> real well to drive that out to you. Yeah. Probably, then, probably would have been easier just to put it in a box and ship it to you. So I want you to think about that. 7,000 bags at the Dublin airport are getting couriered out to places on a daily basis how are they affording it that's one airport well i mean they're not paying employees obviously if they had employees this (laughs) would happen so that's the Uh, fucking problem they don't have employees so the money they're saving with that they're just using for couriers that is that is that is beyond mind-boggling and and again yet a further example that the end of the world is upon us that's one airport man one airport, 7,000 bags. Toronto airport, 50,000 bags. Between two airports, that's almost 60,000 bags that just don't make it to their destination. 
it, it definitely makes you not want to even try to travel with bags. Just just pack enough on a carry on and then just bring enough money. If you need to buy something else, just buy it because you know what? Probably be better smart, you know? Well, we we had that when we were there. They're like, okay, guys, the, the flight's kind of full today. So we're gonna ask you to gate check your bag. So free of charge. We'll check it at the gate. We'll put it like when we're getting on the plane, they'll put a bag tag on it and they're going to put it under the plane. That way, when it when you land, it's waiting for you right when you walk out the airplane door. You know, where like where the flight attendants yeah. bags are, right? Yeah. And I'm like, no, you are not fucking, this is my last bag I got left on this trip. You're not going to take my last carry on. Away you, from me. Yeah. yeah. You guys fucked me over for everything else. But it got me thinking, like, it was really weird that the bag we got back uh, is my friend's bag and she had all her locks like all her uh zippers locked right uh-huh and the zippers no longer had locks when we got the bag so they 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 snapped all the locks off and uh-huh. there was like this tape around it that said searched by customs and there was a thing on the inside that said your bag was searched by customs uh-huh and i'm thinking like why would it be searched by by customs like we're not even picking it up like we're not even flying with it but then it got me really thinking like wait this is a genius way to smuggle obviously if you were smuggling something from i don't know let's pick thailand and you're trying to bring it back to canada all you do is not pick up your bag you just don't pick it up they'll courier it out to you it could be anything in there but no they obviously they're going to check the people have probably smuggled that way because i could put anything in that bag and just don't pick it up at the airport and then complain that oh i didn't get my bag and they'll courier it out to me and there could yeah, be that, anything yeah. I was smuggling, but yeah, obviously customs went through it. So I'm not the first person to think about it. There's actually a protocol, but huh. I, I, do you think they go through every one of those bags? Can you imagine customs going through 7,000 bags in Ireland to clear customs before they fucking courier that shit out? I, I don't know, Clay. All I know is that, is that the airline industry, if you think about it, we've talked about other things uh, that, that we had talked about before. Yeah. How many other examples of incompetence and just complete breakdown of normal working of society are you seeing right now? Because for me, I can't keep track of the list. I mean, everything is just falling apart due to incompetence, not enough workers, uh, in, you know, a combination of both, you know, um, the people that are there not giving two craps uh, about it, you know, and I just feel like just the entire world is just all throwing their hands up and said, whatever. So you you know how airlines oversell their seats, right? Oh, yeah. Does oh, that yeah. make sense to you? Does it make sense to you to oversell and then tell somebody at the gate that they can't get on the plane? Doesn't make sense to me. So wh- why would they rather sell that, you know, $500 seat, but then offer you like $1,200 to take the next flight? Like how do, does that, that, that doesn't make any sense. I don't think so. I mean, they always count on a couple of people not showing up for the flight, which never makes sense to me. I'm like, don't, I don't they already, don't they already pay for it though. Like have yeah. these people not already paid? Like you're, you're not losing out. They're not going to get their money back because they didn't show up. Right. Right. Unless they reschedule. I, I don't know. I, I've never understood that. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of times. I mean, I don't fly all that much, but I mean, the yeah. times that I've flown pretty much almost every time I've flown, they've always been like, Hey, uh, we're offering vouchers. If anybody wants to give up a seat, you know, blah, blah, blah. At least half I, the time. I, I've never, ever experienced that. I've, I've been bumped from a flight. Like I, I, I was flying back from a GI Joe convention and in Toronto, they're like, 
all right. So like I didn't, I got my little ticket that printed up my boarding pass and it didn't have a seat number on it. And it said, please see like representative at the gate. So right. I went up to see it. I was like, sorry, I don't have a, a seat. This is really weird. And they're like, oh yeah, we overbooked. So yes, you don't have a seat on this flight. Um, if somebody doesn't show up, we can put you on standby and you can get a seat. I was like, okay, help me out here. I, I paid for a seat and now you're telling me you oversold the seats. So if somebody doesn't show up, I I get a seat, but I've already paid for a seat. Like, why why did I get bumped and someone else didn't get bumped? And she's like, well, you used air miles to buy your ticket and you didn't like book through the airline. So because it's an airline air miles ticket, it it, it was essentially free. So we bumped you. I'm uh-huh. like, but it, it's not free. Air miles buys tickets from you guys and sells them to me for air miles. You know what I mean? You got paid for it. Right. It's not like you didn't get paid for it, but uh, yeah, somebody didn't show up and I ended up getting on the plane. Well, I told you about, uh, um, I told you about uh, my uh, situation coming back from, from Houston where I, they canceled my flight. I got a, I got a notification. Yeah. They canceled my flight. <laughs> and funnily enough, I was in the facilities room <laughs> ah. at the, uh, at the airport. I just got into the airport and it was quite a few hours because I, it was a long story, but I got to the, you know, I had plenty of time to kill. And, and that, that's during the time where you had to wear masks, right? No, that was in April of this year. I didn't have to wear one. Okay. And, and so I happened to be on the phone, literally on the phone when it popped up and said, your flight's been canceled and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, okay, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I sat, you know, for a couple more minutes. I was like, you know what? I am going to, Cause it said, try to look for another flight. I couldn't find another flight. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get on the, uh, the waiting list, you know, for, yeah. for an earlier flight. Uh, so I actually, I actually ended up on an earlier flight than my original flight by about four hours. But I was, because I was on the phone. I mean, I was literally had the phone in my hand when this happened. I did it within like probably three to four minutes of the alert coming through. And so I was the first person on the waiting list. And so by the time I got to, you know, like, you know, whatever I got to the gate and got whatever. There's about eight people on the waiting list, but I was number one. Do you know how many people got off of that waiting list on, on that earlier flight? Any guess? Eight. Oh, just one. me. Fuck me. Just me. So thankfully, and I was sweating bullets because I didn't know what I was going to do. You know, I, you know, I mean, I, you know, I'm sure I would have figured it out. I would have had to go to a hotel and blah, blah, blah. But because I was fast enough to put myself on the waiting list, I did get on the plane, but but they, they sweated me down to like 10 minutes. Uh, I mean, even after booking it started, I didn't think I was going to get on the plane. And they, they said, we have room for one. And they got me on. It's, it's, sorry, keep going. It, oh, no, it was just, oh, my God, it was so nerve wracking. I mean, like, no, they they just canceled the later flight just completely. It, it, like, oh, no, nope, there's uh well, I mean, OK, when they say the reason is mechanical problems, I'm like, well, at least I wasn't on the plane. And it's like, ah, we yeah. just lost engine number two. <laughs> oh, there goes engine number one. Ah, kiss your butt. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> so. So, uh, yeah, um, it's always an yeah. issue for me. Like I, I live like 280 kilometers from an airport. So right. if, if somebody's, if my car's parked at the airport, that's not a problem. But if somebody's picking me up at the airport, that's a huge problem if I can't catch my flight. Because they, they drove two and a half hours to pick me up. Like that right. flight leaving Toronto, like, yeah, then your, your next flight is 7 a.m. 
I was like, oh, okay, but I've already got somebody literally in Edmonton right now waiting for me to get off a plane. They're not going to drive two and a half hours back and then two and a half hours back to pick me up and then two and a half hours back home. You know what I mean? That's five hours a waste of time. And what? They're going to get a hotel. They're just going to, so I'm going to have to pay for a hotel now so that I can catch a later flight because you guys overbooked because whatever fucking logic that makes. Uh huh. I don't, I don't get it, but I, luckily I got on the plane because it, yeah, it's always nerve wracking for me that I'm anticipating not getting on the plane. And then the person picking me up is like, well, I'm sort of fucked because I work at nine tomorrow morning, so I can't pick you up now. Right. So what? So- I'm, I'm, I'm just trapped in Edmonton. Fucking hitchhiking, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I I guess I, you know, make a sign that says I suck dick for a ride. It'll probably get me a ride a little bit quicker. I mean, you know the rules of the road, right? Yeah. If I can get it's, a couple couple hundred miles down the road, I'll take a shot in the mouth. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I honestly am a little leery about flying. I mean, it, it just it's just gotten so much worse. I mean, did you hear about all those people that got stranded? Was it around? I mean, this happens every year in, in the United States around Thanksgiving and Christmas time. All kinds of crap. People are getting, you know, cancellations and this and that. You know, I mean, a lot of times, you know, you you know, you're running into the uh, whatever to make flights and everything else. It, it's yeah. so such narrow windows because they, you know, there's not a lot of leeway built into the system. I mean, you know, it's like when you see a wreck on the highway and everybody stops to rubberneck. How long does it take for that 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 kink to work back out of the highway? It takes hours, you know. And I I think right now we're still in the whole kink of them shutting the world down for uh you know a year. Do you think people just didn't go back to work? Like all the people that were the security people and the flight attendants and the pilots and the luggage tarmac fucks, you know, like, I mean, I I only say that about the the ones in Dublin, Ireland right now. Uh, I'm sure all the other ones around the world are fucking awesome. But like, did they just not have jobs anymore or did they just find a different job? I think that there was so many job openings out there that they, they went to something else. You want me to get really conspiracy theory. I'll go, I'll go way down the rabbit hole. Cause I think a lot of people have actually, uh, they're not going to be coming back to the workforce ever, <laughs> but, uh, uh, due to either injuries or situations around, you know, what, what happened and what occurred and what they were forced on. But there's also the problem with this because airlines, much like the whole problem with nurses is a lot of people quit because they did not want to have uh, something put in their system that they did not agree with and they were forced to. So a lot of people just quit and they can't come back because, you know, for example, in the United States to work in a medical facility or certain health related facilities that take government money, because it's all tied to the federal. Yeah. It takes, if it takes government money, Medicare, whatever, whatever, they all have to have that. And if they don't, then they can't work there. And so, okay, well, I guess we just won't work there then. And so then they're like, well, why do we only have 60% staffing? Gee, Bob, I'm really not sure. But then here's the funny part. If they hire in a traveling nurse for triple the rates of their local hire, they don't have to be vaccinated. Genius. I don't, I don't know how that works exactly, but somehow it gets around it. I don't know how. So, well, you don't make the rules, right? And the I, rules are I have, broken by the people who make the rules. So I'm pretty sure they make whatever rules help them out at the time. Exactly. And so, those rules so now, work just fine for them. 
Oh, yes, they do. So, so for example, uh, the medical field here in the United States is, I would say, within a bush hair of collapsing. If there is any kind of major medical emergency, the United States healthcare system is going to collapse because all the people that were working, like, for example, when the pandemic first hit, yeah, and they were they were there, and they were oh the essentials, and thank you for some, you know we support you. A third of them are gone. A third of them said, "Sorry, we're not doing this. We're not taking it." They left. They're gone. They're not coming back. But they can't come back. It's not that they might not want to. They didn't want to leave their jobs, but they were forced to. See, now I find it weird because I don't have to wear a mask on any of those flights or in those airports. So mm-hmm. you would, and I didn't have to show any proof of vaccination to anybody other than when I was flying on a Canadian carrier. Right. That's the only time I had to show any sort of proof at all. So you would think that those people could get their jobs back because they probably don't need to be vaccinated now that everybody traveling doesn't need to prove that they're vaccinated. Right. They still are under the mandatory thing that Biden pushed uh, last year. So, so that that's we, the U.S., but I'm, that's yeah. the U.S. I can't, yeah, I can't speak about, you know, your your fearless leader Trudeau. So. Oh, he is so awesome! <laughs> oh my so God, great. so awesome! Yeah, he's so great. Just ask him. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he'll tell you while he's skipping <laughs> along, probably. <laughs> yeah, does a twirl. Uh, I, I just I just pictured the the queen dying and him in his room being like, "Oh, I get to be king now," you know, like. <laughs> Not no, he's, st- under- he's still queen, <laughs> <laughs> but not under not understanding that that's that's not how that works. You, yeah, you, you don't you don't you don't get to be in charge forever. I mean, fingers crossed, he doesn't get to be in charge forever. I was going to say, from what you've told me, how I understand your system, technically, you could be elected in perpetuity. Oh yeah, perpetuity. perpetuity. Uh, yeah, so let me see if I can. English, yeah. do you speak it? Uh, <laughs> Good. Uh, he he could be elected in perpetuity uh, because you don't have term limits. I know that's uh, pretty stupid. Yeah, yeah. You might want to see about voting the term limits in after this one finally gets out of the yeah, office. But if I mean, he ever to, does, to, to to get those kind of laws into place, the the lawmakers get to decide what the new laws are going to be, and you better believe none of them want that law. Oh no! Just like nobody wants to vote term limits in here in the United States, which. 80% of Americans are four. So yeah. uh, yeah. that's a crapshoot. Anyway, you look at it, it's like South Park said, douche turd sandwich, <laughs> right? Trudeau sandwich and douche. Yes. Yeah. You're, you're voting for one of them, right? That's, <laughs> that's what it is. That's right. So well, let's say, you know, so let's say, let's say we wrap this up a little bit about on the airline travel. I would say, you know, comparing my travel, uh, you know, before the pandemic to now, it, and when I say now, I mean right now. Uh, yeah. I would say it's probably I would say it's probably pretty much the same. You know, uh, as far as the U.S. goes, I haven't traveled overseas. I haven't traveled. You know, well, hold on. You know what? I forgot. I did have another flight that I forgot. You know, I've flown four times since. Uh, man, when I thought I flew, to, I went to Mexico. I forgot I went to Mexico. Oh yeah. And 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 so I did go to Mexico in um, December of uh, 2020. And when I flew out, I did have to wear a mask and um, I somehow avoided, I didn't have to take a 
test. Like, see, Mexico didn't care. You could you could show up, whatever. They didn't care. No mask. You know, supposedly you're supposed to wear a mask down there, but nobody really paid attention. <laughs> it's Mexico, right? Uh, nothing against Mexico. I, I love the Mexican people, and I love where I went in Mexico. But you know, it's pretty lackadaisical on support of some things. And um, and it wasn't until after I came back that they made it mandatory. You had to take a test before you get on the plane to come back. So I didn't have to do that. I did have a yeah. test when I came back and I didn't get sick then either. I was perfectly fine. Um, we don't need real, to take tests either. Like we had, what, you we did don't have to, uh, yeah, but I don't, right. I don't have to now in Canada. What, but what haven't you said? Something you mentioned is that you get random, randomly. Yeah. The, the randomly app. chosen. Yeah. The, right. the arrive can yeah. app can just tell yeah. you, Hey, randomly chosen for quarantine. Now, cool. is this is this at any time or just when you're for flights? Like like right on, now, you can just no 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 just, on your on my flights. Oh okay okay okay. Just so just on the flight. So so yeah. So I didn't have to worry about that. Um, and I haven't flown internationally, you know, since then. But you know, for the most part, uh, except for the mask wearing for a couple of the times, it, it was pretty much comparable to beforehand. Yeah. Just of course, except for of course all the people who were like super freaking out weird about it. I have not since day one been worried stressed or anything in any way shape or form over the last couple of years and you know if anybody who's listening to this podcast doesn't like that okay that's that's on you you worry about you i worry about me and um you know i just never worried about it i always just felt you know what whatever whatever comes um it comes and i think i can take it and i took i took you know and i can't say hey i was happy to get covid that first time i got it but you know what I pulled through it and survived. It was a, it was tough. And I will say at least as an adult it was probably one of the toughest times I've been sick and like since my teens. That's know? how I feel about my herpes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it comes back every once in a while. Oh wow, man. I get it so often. <laughs> I should stop doing what I'm doing, but you know what? I just love, I love the taste of those you know, big. You, oh, sorry. What? Oh, I was going to say you should try to get monkey pox. Yeah. I'm sure it's coming. Trudeau will shut us down for something like that. My only oh, concern boy. overall was always, is the government going to shut my business? That's it. That was my concern. I, I didn't like wear masks at the gas stations or the fucking grocery stores and stuff. People are like, hey, you need to wear a mask. I'm like, no, nah, I don't think so. You're not going to kick me out. And they didn't. No, they want your money. Well, but they, you, they, don't, you don't, they don't care enough anyway. Right. No, 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 they didn't. But, but you were, you know, also you were lucky. You didn't, you did not, as far as your business goes, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty, I think I'm, I, I am on the right track, but yours is all takeout business. You don't have a dine-in section. No, no, we, we have a table that you can sit and wait for your food, but yeah, there's no dine-in. So right, right. I was just so weirder were, than yeah. the yeah. next step, right? Right. So you, you, you know, you did pretty good because a lot of the restaurants I went to, some of them went completely out of business, but but several of the ones that I like to go to to eat at, I couldn't eat at for like a year, and it was just doing, just doing takeout only. But anyway, you know, yeah. all in all, I think I think things are basically back to normal, except for a few, how shall I say it, tyrannical countries that are like still acting freaky. Yeah. Yeah, as long <laughs> as I travel outside of this country, I'm fine. Yeah, as soon as you get out of the out of the out of your area. <laughs> yeah. So well. I tell you what, that was a great, you know, a great discussion about the differences in airline travel. And, uh, you know, next time let's hope that your luggage does not go missing. Yeah. Well, I guess we're going to call that one, uh, call that one an episode. Sounds so, good to me. We'll be fun. back next time with another fun and exciting topic. All right. I'm going to say peace out. Know-it-alls. Peace out. Wish you, 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 wish you